0: in Jesus. I meet Jesus everywhere, and I find him in everything, in the good and the bad, in the dark and the bright. Through a dialogue today, I'm going to talk about how I came to be able to find Jesus in all things. Hopefully, this might inspire someone into how Jesus has been working in their life. So I'll start with the setup. I never in a million years would have thought that my life would turn out like it has. As far as I've remembered, I've struggled with borderline personality disorder. BPD is characterized by a variety of symptoms, but to me, it just boiled down to an unstable identity caused by an irrational fear of abandonment, resulting in an inability to love myself or understand how someone could love me. I did my best to suppress and hide it from others, I tried my best to be a good student and to be a source of strength for my family. All the while, my fear of abandonment continuously criticized me and questioned whether there was a purpose or a meaning to my life. I mean, over the years, a lot of stuff happened, and I only grew more anxious about every single social interaction. Would people leave me if I made any more mistakes? Would I ever be good enough? Maybe if I work really hard and try to make people laugh a lot, they'll stick around longer. I kept looking for a purpose to my life so that I could show that I was worth loving, that it was worth living. The author of Ecclesiastes struggled similarly to find a purpose for his life. What I like about the book of Ecclesiastes is that I feel like I'm not just reading a story. I feel like I'm actually talking to someone. In my mind, I've played out what it would be like to talk to the author. I think it would go something like this. The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. Hey, don't say that. There's gotta be a reason to keep living every day. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on humanity I've seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after wind. All right, let's take a step back. What's making you feel this way? I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. I undertook great projects. I built houses for myself and planted vineyards. I made gardens and parks and planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made reservoirs to water groves of flourishing trees. Dude, that sounds great. I struggle to find time to do laundry, show up to work on time, buy groceries, and so on. But you're able to accomplish so much more. How do you keep track of all your projects? Do you have like an app or something? Oh, wait, do you have one of those robots that answer your emails for you? There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. Okay, okay, I get it. There's also a time to move on. I still don't get what the problem is. You're a super successful king who has pretty much everything a person could want. Why do you say that everything is meaningless? My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. I'm just saying, that's not nothing. Anyway, continue. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. What more can a king's successor do than what has already been done? You know, I've wondered the same. Not that I'm a King's successor, but I've spent so much of my life trying to figure out what I would amount to. Will something that I make or something that I do finally prove my reason for being? I tried and failed at so many things. Many times I would just give up because I'd start to feel so inadequate. For the things I was good at, I tried my best to form my identity around them. So for many years, I thought I wanted to be a writer and a literature professor. But in time, writing came to be just another way that I saw how pointless everything was. What about you? I hate all the things I had toiled for under the sun because I must leave them to the one who comes after me. And who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish, yet they will have control over all the fruit of my toil which I've poured my effort and skill. So my heart despairs over all my toilsome labor under the sun. For a person may labor with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then then they must leave all they own to another who has not toiled for it. This too is meaningless and a great misfortune. What do people get for all the toil and anxious trying with which they labor under the sun? All their days, their work is grief and pain. Even at night, their minds do not rest. This too is meaningless. Isn't that a bit too cynical, though? Shouldn't you just want to work to improve things in general so that people can enjoy the result? I mean, even if my work is ultimately meaningless, at least I try to improve things for others. Isn't that the ideal? Isn't making other people happy enough? Consider what God has made. Who can straighten what he has made crooked? When times are good, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can, can, can discover anything about their future. In this meaningless life of mine, I've seen both of these. The righteous perishing in their righteousness, and the wicked living long in their wickedness. Do not be over-righteous, neither be over-wise. Why destroy yourself? So what I hear you saying is that a person shouldn't obsess and overburden themselves with trying to make the world a better place because things happen according to God's will for us, even if we don't like the way things are. I've definitely struggled with this by taking on more and more responsibilities that I couldn't handle. I put a lot of pressure on myself to make things perfect, but all I did was make myself miserable. But are you saying that my actions don't matter and I should just do whatever I want Hashtag YOLO? (laughs) Do not be over wicked, and do not be a fool. Why die before your time? Light is sweet, and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. You who are young, be happy while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart, and whatever your eyes see. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. So then banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for youth and vigor are temporary. So then, while I should enjoy my life and do things that make me happy, I should remember that I'm accountable for my actions. However, I shouldn't approach that accountability like an impossible standard. Like you said, why destroy ourselves? In fact, a few centuries after you, Paul, a follower of Jesus, said, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought you about into a sonship, And by him we cry, Abba, Father. I try to remember this whenever I start hating on myself or feeling pathetic. What I've learned is that I can't always trust my emotions. My emotions overreact and panic about being inadequate or underserving. And truth be told, logic doesn't help me that much either. Often I can't understand why things are the way they are. It's in those moments that I need faith because I shouldn't even have to worry about trying to do the right thing all alone. Because the Holy Spirit is always with me, presenting me as God's child. But although the Holy Spirit is always with me, how do I know if I'm on the right track? It is good to grasp the one and not let go of the other. Whoever follows God will avoid all extremes. Wisdom makes one person more powerful than 10 rulers in a city. Indeed, there is no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. So as long as I, one, follow God as my child, two, try to be wise about my actions, and three, not set myself up with impossible standards, I should be okay? I still don't know what the point is to all of this. As everyone comes, so they depart. And what do they gain? since they toil for the wind. All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. This is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them. For this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot, And be happy in their toil. This is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart." You're right. I used to think that I would only be truly alive when I was either realizing my true calling or accomplishing something majestic and amazing or creating a legacy of some sort. But lately I've just found happiness in the simple things. When I get around to it, and although I'm not a fan of it, I do find some peace in washing the dishes. It's not fun, but it does make me a little happy to know that those dishes will now be clean for my wife and me to use next time we eat together. Or sometimes, when I'm feeling disheartened, I treat myself to a snack, catch up on a show or a comic, or just listen to music. It doesn't make the pain go away, but I can start to tolerate it a little better. And then I just get a little spark of joy in that slowly the pain is becoming easier to bear and that there exists beauty in the world to help with that pain. And when that pain is becoming more tolerable, that's when I know that Jesus is with me. So I get that we're to find satisfaction in these small daily things, but what should I be doing? Ship your grain, across the sea. After many days, you may receive a return. Invest in seven ventures, yes and eight. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. If clouds are full of water, they pour rain on the earth. Whether a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where it falls, there it will lie. Whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in a mother's womb so you cannot understand the work of god the maker of all things sow your seed in the morning and at evening let your hands not be idle for you do not know which will succeed whether this or that or whether both equally that's a lot of stuff to do but i guess you mean that I should try a lot of different things because no one will know what's gonna work out and what won't. I still dread 90% of all my social interactions. While there have been plenty that haven't worked out, there have also been so many that were completely worth it. Had I stayed home and not at least tried, I'd have missed on so much. Each time, it feels like I'm jumping into cold water. It's very uncomfortable at first, but then after a while, I remember that I love swimming so in some, you're saying, I should try my best, but if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And Jesus is still with me, regardless of how it turned out. And so I should just try the best I can, with whatever I can, whenever I can, even if it includes the can-can. I'm kidding, but like, <laughs> you never know. Life is really weird sometimes. So my takeaway is that because this life and the whole of my existence is nested within Christ's love for me, I can experience joy, peace, and fullness in my daily life and in how I choose to live my life. What about you? Here is the conclusion of the matter. Follow God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all people. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So now I turn to you guys. What fears are you trying to beat? How can you find Jesus in your path to overcome these fears? In particular, what helps you to self-soothe when you're struggling? On your Connect card, there's a space to write these things down as a reminder to yourself that you can overcome them, that your fears are not going to dominate your life. And that Jesus is going to be there, whether you give in to that fear or whether you overcome it. Regardless, Jesus will be with you all the way. Right? Thank you.